welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 10 of the Go For Two podcast. I am your host, Jackson Wallace. I got my buddy Lucas here with me. Lucas, it's been a minute. Where you been? I missed what? you. Me? Yes, you. Look, we didn't get through the last episode because of you. And real quick, I want everyone, well, everyone else is going to know because they're going to see it. Yes. But I want you to know that we're going to start the episode off on YouTube with your little little warm-up thing you just did. My little warm-up thing? I'm glad. Well, you got yeah, you got to get the sorry. juices flowing, my we gotta, man. I was going to say, we got to start off on a good note. You know? Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. Gotta, but yeah, um, we didn't get to do our episode last week because we, did we had not. some exciting stuff going on. I did. Uh, with your podcast endeavors and your personal life and with what you got going on, your job you got right now. Yeah, man. And, uh, I was on a business trip. So, yeah. So I'm going to tell was, you. It's good. Bro, I want to tell you and everybody else listening. Okay. All right, Casey, I know you're listening, man. All right. I missed doing the pod so much last week. Like, it physically hurt me because I wasn't doing, like, the podcast. Like, I, ha- I have grown so attached to our time that we spend together here, Lucas. I just, I just, I just had to give you a quick shout-out, man. You know, you, you're great. I'm telling you. You're the guy. <laughs> He's laughing on YouTube. You can see him laughing. He did not expect that. It's over. It's gone. Jesus, okay. man. You try to give the one only compliment. Time, only time Jackson's ever been able to make me laugh. Oh. Um, really? That's kind of no. messed up. So, um, so, yeah. So, we missed. I don't know. Here's here's the real quick. I'll go through the topics we were going to talk about last week, right? Yeah. The Cowboys lose again, which, you know, it's basically a thing again this week. Bro. Uh, yes. Gruden got fired. We're going to talk about that today. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Super weird week in the NFL was another topic. Like all the upsets, like uh, it's been the spooky. Ravens. The Ravens barely won in overtime. The Raiders beat the Bears. The Broncos lost to the Chargers. or the the Broncos beat the Chargers, and then the Colts beat the Chiefs. Like just weird stuff. This week was also super weird. Man, um, we're gonna we were gonna talk about the Panthers. We're gonna talk about that today also because yes. some more stuff came out about Cam. And my picks have been so have off. Talk about yeah, we gotta talk about the Titans too. By the way, real quick, we're gonna to get to this in the recap later. Mm-hmm. But I am literally even right now. Yeah, I you're texting me. Twenty-one and twenty-one, and yeah, Jackson is twenty-two and twenty. I don't know what's going on. I'm just right? one game better than you. I'm trying to think of what it is. You picked the Packers, and I picked the Lions, which just was garbage. We're gonna to get to that later today too. And yeah, we're I'm... also gonna be starting a new segment called Take It or Leave It. I'm so excited for this Take It or Leave It. We've been talking about this kind of behind the scenes, you know, just texting each other back and forth. I'm super excited for that. So Lucas told me it was kind of a surprise thing, so he's gonna just kind of yeah, hit me yeah, with yeah. he's gonna hit me with spot. some stuff. I gotta put him on the spot. Oh, dude, I'm I'm, I'm so excited and um, so fearful. So off the rip, we yes. got some topics, you know, and stuff to talk about. But I uh, I know that you mentioned something about talking about the Marcus Peters trade. Yeah, um, just briefly. Yeah, so I want to go ahead and say uh, what happened is the Rams have traded Marcus Peters away to the Ravens. Yes. Right? They needed some um, secondary help, a, too. They got another player. Uh, I've never heard of him. I don't see him Some as random a linebacker. Deal. Yeah. I think he was a bonus. Um, but then they got a fifth-round pick for this year's upcoming draft. That seems they, kind of low. Well, apparently they could have got a, like a second or a third mm-hmm. for not this upcoming draft, but the next one. But they didn't want that. They wanted this draft. You know so what that they is? Got, so they got a player because they needed more. They wanted yeah. some player help. So they got a player and a fifth. You know what that is, though, Lucas? 
You want to know? I think I know what that is. I think that, and I'm just going kind of off the uh, off the rip here, but I'm thinking that this next draft should be filled with some pretty good offensive line talent. I know most of the like most of the line that Oregon offensive line is graduating this year. You know, so maybe what they're thinking. I think going back to what you had said earlier on, like the very first episode of Go for Two, you were like, "Man, the Rams are going to regret losing Roger Saffold," and I think they lost somebody else. But and their I'm, like whole line is all, it's almost their whole line is it, like it, they it, got it, retired. They lost two people to free agents. I yes, think. and I was talking about that with my dad earlier today and yesterday, and we were like talking about offensive line and the chemistry and the tendencies that you start to pick up on. We you know work with each other so, so much. It's like I can speak from my personal experience as an offensive line working with the same unit for a while. You pick up and you understand. Okay, my guard because I play left tackle. My guard, you know, might be a little bit weak inside. So on this play, I need to help him a little bit. Just make sure, you know, like you pick up those kind of tendencies when you're playing with each other for a long time, and you bring in a new guy or two new guys or three new guys, and it kind of throws the it throws the, the chemistry off just a little bit. So it takes some time to, to get better. But if you are suffering an offensive line, the rest of your team suffers too. AKA we're going to talk about the Cowboys and how we had two missing tackles and how we can't be doing anything without two missing tackles. And Lucas is waving his pencil or his pen in agreement. So yeah, it's insane. I, I just want to touch on that. Real quick. The offensive line woes. Bro, are you as depressed as I am? Down my whole franchise is falling. Do you see this logo? Yo, I see that nice jacket you got on. That's yeah, actually really yeah, nice. Yeah. 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 By the end of the season, this logo won't exist anymore. You think so? The whole the whole team's just crashing and burning. It was so sad to see, and I know we'll get to that a little bit later. But yo, I'm telling you, the past three weeks it's been we we've been on a struggle lately. Like just all of us, <laughs> me and Lucas both together in terms of like the Cowboys and the Titans and our favorite teams. Like, of course, we're still loving to watch football, but it's always a little bit better when your team wins that week. You know. It's just been it's been rough. The depression pod episode two. Here we go. Yeah, this is bad. <clears throat> Off the rip, Lucas. What we got? Now that we, uh, but that that but that Marcus Peters trade that's huge for the Ravens who are struggling with the secondary. I think that's really going to help them. Um, not that they really need all the help in the AFC North because, you know, they should run away with it. All right. You feel like I feel so. like you got something to say about that? Okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just depressed. All right, I'm trying to, I'm trying to clear my thoughts. All right, when I say that I've been losing sleep, I am not. Look, look, right now at this very moment, it is Tuesday, seven o two p.m. Yes, it is. All right. Mm-hmm. Spooktober fifteenth. Spooktober fifteenth, brother. That's right. Yesterday at the press conference for the Titans, and I wasn't going to talk about the Titans till later, so this is just going to be a little side. We, you know, we're getting off track a little bit. You know, we're going off the rails. We really are going off the rails. That's all right. It's the first one back. So, Vrabel came to the podium or whatever, and he uh, first question, of course, is who's going to be playing this Sunday, Mariota or Tannehill? Yeah. And he was like, uh, I will get together with John Robinson, that's the GM, and we will tell the players and tell the people involved and let y'all know, um, they would come to a decision by yesterday afternoon and then let everyone know, like, by the end of... Yeah. Man, I don't know anything. Is he just like... Was it kind of like a Belichick answer? 
All like, his answers are Belichick answers. Yo, like I will say I I love that that Jared and the GM show that I love so much. Mm-hmm. Jared was at the press conference and and he asked him. He said, "So, uh, before you came here and took over the Titans, Mariota was a Pro Bowl quarterback that had just took us to the playoffs and beat the Chiefs in the first round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. and won like our first playoff game in like eight years or something stupid, you know." Um. And since then, he has regressed. Why do you think that is? Ooh. And he said, I guess I'm just a bad coach, Jared. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like all his, all his answers, like you ask about a player, he gives you a team answer. Like, that's all it is. Cause he's, you know, like that's where the bulk of his career was with the Patriots. Isn't that interesting? How kind of like. Being under a coach as a player, or being under a coach as an assistant coach or position coach in different, like on different teams, how you kind of start to accept and bond with that team's culture, and then you start doing things that way, right? Like you can talk about like Belichick's tree, right, with Josh McDaniels and winning. Exactly. That's what does it? Winning brings everything together. Um. That's true. That's yeah, true. Ways. Anyways, we'll we'll talk about the whole market situation later. Uh, so the first thing is the Cowboys. All right, you're doing this and to me I off the rip. This, okay, I have an excellent title. The Do Cowboys you know. go from three and zero to zero and three because you know they were on a three streak. Now they're on a three streak. Just the other streak. direction. Yeah. And so, uh, oh man, I want your I want your initial thoughts, and then there's some things that I want to make sure we cover about the situation. But just Absolutely. give me a quick quick synopsis. Okay. What is going on in Dallas? I'm telling you, man, it's sloppy, sloppy gameplay off the start. For whatever reason, in the first quarter, in the second quarter, the first half in general, we can't seem to do anything. I don't know if it's just our game plan is off and it's kind of funky and the things that we're trying to do don't match up with what we're opponents doing. I don't know if it's just getting outcoached, which I think is part of the problem. I think we got outcoached in New Orleans. I think um, a lot of things – it seems like we are driving the ball. I believe Dak Prescott had – or the Cowboys offense last week against Green Bay had 560 yards of offense. It's the most yards of offense that the Cowboys have ever had in losing a game. What does that tell you? That means we're driving down the field and we're getting to the red zone, but we're not capitalizing. We have what are called – and what I, I've listened to the radio earlier today and what they call drive killers, Right a penalty, an offensive pass interference, a holding call on third down, a false start on second and short or something like that, um, a drop pass by Michael Gallup, you know, or a Jason Witten fumble or a Jason Witten drop, which never happens, you know. It's just we build up momentum and we're going and we're moving and we're running the ball with Zeke and then I don't know if we're just getting away from our game plan or we just we, we just we just play sloppy, man. We're playing so terribly sloppy. Then we get in a hole, right? Down twenty-one to three against the Jets, right? Down thirty-one to three against Green Bay. We come soaring back in the second half. We make adjustments. We figure it out. We we calm down. We start making plays, but it's just too little, too late. We got to throw the ball forty-five times with Dak, and then we get away from the running game, which kind of messes up our identity and messes up our formula, then they then the play action doesn't work because guess what? You're down by 18 points and they know you got to pass the ball. Okay? So they're going to play cover two or cover three and just mess up our entire game plan. So right now, off the rip, sloppy mistakes. That's that's the number one thing I've noticed. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, 
So I think Zeke got actually got more involved in the second half than he was in the first. Mm-hmm. In this last game, he definitely did. Yeah, so I was he's on my fantasy team. I was keeping up with him. Um. So who? You gotta you gotta blame someone, right? right we gotta have a scapegoat. Right, it would, I, but I don't want a scapegoat. I don't want like, oh, it's uh, Prescott's fault because I don't think it's it can just be the quarterback's fault. So I want to know like. Like obviously the offensive line has to be a problem because of your tackles. Yeah, we call. It, I think it's a combination of things, right? right? But if I had to pick one thing, like okay, the combination of things, we caught the injury bug. Randall Cobb being out, he had kind of a tightness in his back. Um, Tyron Smith went down late against the Saints. Lyle Collins went down against the Packers, so we didn't have all three of them going into the game against the Jets. Even with and then Amari Cooper with the thigh bruise. Uh, kind of re-aggravated his, his quad and his thigh uh, during the first drive. So you, you take him out of the equation. Okay, so we take our top two receivers and our top two tackles out. I, I'm not going to blame it just on injuries. I, mean, I think we should beat a team like the Jets, right, even without those players. But um, So we caught the injury bug. The number one thing, though, if I had to nail it down, I think it's coaching and, and Jason Garrett. I'm, I'm going to tell you one thing, okay? I was watching the game yesterday. I was watching the game on Sunday. And I think it was right after a drive, right after a missed field goal or something. I think we had missed a field goal. And Jason Garrett's on the slide, on the sideline, <laughs> clapping it up, doing his thing, right? He's clapping it up, but he's trying to get his players back in. He reaches out of his hands. He extends his hands, like, you know, high five his players. Okay, we're going to be fine. And there was four Cowboys and not a single one, not a single yep. one clapped his hand. Or like, yeah, coach. And I was Lock like, I was like, Locker room's gone. It, it, it's over. They, 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 for whatever reason, Jason Garrett's lost the locker room. He doesn't have them. They don't respect him. There's not a, there's not a culture in Dallas. It's okay. Well, we know what mistakes we're making. Yeah, we're making a dumb penalty here, or you know, bad throw there, or a missed block here, or a bad cut here. Like, it's sloppy football, and I think that starts with the coaches. I don't right. know what you think about it, but so what do you what do you think about Mr. Jones and his comments? Oh yeah, we should we should read those off. Do you, I don't know if we have them. Um, but uh, he, to paraphrase, he basically said that he liked what we, he liked what the Cowboys did in the first three games. He didn't like what they did in the last three games, and uh, he didn't think it was Jason Garrett's fault. He didn't blame him for that. Right, yeah, I remember he did, he had two separate quotes. The second one, he was like, yeah, I'm not going to say I'm thinking about Jason Garrett or uh, we, our head coach being a problem. He's like, that would be unfair to him at this point, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but then the first quote, he said he definitely expected more and um, from what we've done the past three games is just unacceptable. Um, so, Jerry, I think <sighs> – Jerry Jones is an interesting character, Lucas. He he really is. He kind of I it's not like I don't know whether to believe him. It's whether he is saying something on a topic and he'll he'll say something in the media but then he'll kind of do something else, right? Like the I whole think like he just bounce off, man. I think I think Yeah, it just kind of I just flow out. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't I don't I don't know if I can really kind of take him seriously at this point because he was saying, "Oh, we are not going to give Zeke a big time market uh, contract if he's not here with the team. You know, he's not going to be with us. Maybe we should move on without him. We don't need a, 
you know, rush uh, leading rusher in the NFL to win a Super Bowl or something, whatever he, that comment that he said in the preseason. Then two weeks later, <laughs> we go and we sign Zeke to this big market deal. So I don't feel like I could take his comments super seriously. I think he just kind of he just like you said he just kind of talks to the media. Whatever he happens to be thinking at that moment in time, he's gonna spout out and he's gonna try and spin and make us think one thing. But we're on year nine with Jason Garrett now, and it you know I think a change needed to be made three years ago. I really do. I think in 2016 we need to make a change. But I think Dak Prescott and Zeke had such a good year. The Cowboys played very well, 13-3 and season, uh, winning a playoff game. That, okay, you know, we'll keep Garrett around. Maybe, you know, they kind of buy into his system. But it's, it's been nine years. I, I think there needs to be a, change, a shift in the culture within Dallas, I think. We need to have a coach that can hold our players accountable, a coach that I can, I can visibly see the passion with, right? Cause, and I know, like, Garrett's just not that type of guy. He's a nice guy. He's a cool guy. He's a player's friend. You know, he wants to help him out. And I get that. And that, that's, that's fine. But when you lose the locker room, you lose the team, at least from what we can see on the outside, it appears as if he's lost the locker room and lost the team. Again, we're not in. We don't know. That is a big-time problem and suggests to me that a change needs to be made. Why do you think? Why do you think he's lost it? Because to me, like, as an outsider, you know, if mm-hmm. he's if he has lost the locker room, then to me, the reason he's lost it is because he's inadequate. Yeah, like he's not, like, it's not like he was a big time player turned coach. It's not like he's done. He backed up Troy crazy... Aikman, played for a little bit. I mean, that's right. He hasn't done like any crazy coaching he just kind of right he we, we hired him as been a face yeah he's he was been a face. he was the offensive coordinator under wade phillips he called plays very well fairly well back in 2007 to 2009 right and from that offensive play calling we released wade phillips we then interviewed garrett for the job jerry jones loves to promote from within if he's worked with you before he wants to work with you again especially if he likes you doesn't really matter kind of your results or how kind of how you are. If, if he's, if you're a good person and a good guy, which I don't doubt Jason Garrett is, I, I bet he's a wonderful human being and a really nice dude and a brilliant coach in his own sector and his own schemes. But, um, I just don't think it with the personnel we have right now. I don't think he's the coach that we need. I think he needs a very specific model to be successful. And if the, yeah, I don't, for whatever reason, we stray away from that model, it, it we have trouble. Yeah, I just don't think, I don't think he has what it takes to fill the shoes of a head coach. Now, I think he'd be a great coordinator. Right, like like he could be a coordinator or an assistant coach, and like he can fit that in. He can fit the bill. He can't. He's like he doesn't like being the bad guy. He's not a head coach. He's not a leader. I feel like I don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm not just like. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Um. You know who I've been saying I want for the longest time? Who? You know who I want? I want Bill Cower. I want to get him off the CBS desk. I want him to bring that kind of steel curtain-like defense, power, powerful presence in the locker room and on the uh, on the podium and on the sideline and him screaming at his players and getting them in line. Like I feel like I, I feel like the, the Cowboys need a kick in the rear. I really do. 
Like, I, the team is too talented across the board on both sides of the ball. We spent way too much money for them to be playing mediocre football the last three weeks. And it's not like we – and the thing is, we've been in games. Two minutes left, we're down 21-3. to three. Two minutes left, we have a chance to win the football game. With Dak Prescott, he, he brings us back, right? Against Green Bay, we're down 31-3. to three. We come roaring back in the fourth quarter and have a chance to win the football game. It's not like we're a bad team or we have bad personnel or the Miami Dolphins just have no talent. We're loaded. We're loaded with people. But, for, but we just don't have the right leadership, the right scheme, the right fit to utilize our players accordingly. And that's why I think we need a change. I think it comes, I think it comes down to Garrett. And you know what I've been hearing around the Cowboys radio, the ESPN local channels this week? Yeah. I want, I want, I'm going to ask you this question with the Cowboys. Is Jason Garrett playing for his contract extension this week against Philly? Is he, is he playing for his coaching career? I'm going to say no because you're tied for first in the in division, in the division right now. So, mm-hmm. I I mean, if he, if he takes you and you make it to the playoffs, I mean, last year it looked like y'all didn't have a chance to make the playoffs. And Three and five. To make the playoff. like, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's he's coaching for his job on I don't Sunday. think he is yet. I think he's coaching for his job this season. Yeah, for sure. I really do. Because um, it's a contract year for him. It's a contract year for Dak. Obviously, we're going to re-sign Dak, um, and he's going to get a good deal. Um, but Garrett, I think if we, especially if we miss the playoffs, he's definitely out. But like, 100%. I think we have to take the next step, right? We've won. We won a playoff game last year, right? We made the playoffs the two years before in 2016. Um, with the only year I think we missed the playoffs is because Zeke was gone the first six games, so that kind of kind of threw us off a bit. But it's like, okay, we won some playoff games. Now it's like, all right, we won the divisional round, or we won the wild card round. We got the divisional. It's like we got to get to the NFC Championship game, man. I mean, I, I feel like that's that that's logically the next step: NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. If we keep regressing, then a change has to be made. So I think this season, he's. I mean, obviously he's battled for his job, but I would be surprised. I mean, you just gotta you gotta look at the team. You gotta look at the state of the cap. Mm-hmm. You gotta look at the players you have. Like, it's time to win. Like, this is your window. This is it's now. And windows of opportunity close so fast in the NFL. They close so fast because of the cap and because you get players off rookie contracts and and the draft and the Honestly, draft. The draft is so big. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. If you think about, like, I'll use the AFC South. Okay. Four years ago, AFC South looked absolutely miserable. Yeah. And right now you got Houston Texans, who just beat the Chiefs. Deshaun. The Colts, who are winning with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. You got Jacksonville, and people are looking at them, and they're like, oh, when Nick Foles come back, they're going to be a playoff contender. Yeah. And then you got Tennessee, who has the number two defense, according to 102.5 of the game. That I listened mm-hmm. to earlier. I haven't seen stats on that, but they said number two defense. And, like, all we have to do is score 21 points a game and we win. All you have to do is have a kicker that can make field goals. Yeah. And instead of two and four right now, we're four and two. Yeah. Just so close. 
Like we've lost two games because we can't make field goals. We should be four and three, if not five and one. I really think we should have won that. We we got blown out in the beginning against Green Bay, and definitely deserved to win that game. But I think we made enough mistakes that we should have beaten the Saints, and we definitely should have beaten the Jets. The J- the Jets had, I think it was one red zone touchdown all year. One one offensive touchdown. That was it. That was it. They had like 11 first downs. Or they okay, averaged eight first downs or whatever a game. It, but it was... Like, oh, I'm but I mean, like, even... Like, the Houston Texans were winning the division back then. And... Or the Colts, whoever... When Andrew Luck was hurt or whatever... They were trading it, yeah. Houston was winning. And then, you know, the other way around. Uh, when he was there, they were winning because he was the only only team in the AFC South that had a quarterback. But like we were considered the worst division, and I think now you could argue we're one of the best. Yeah. Um. And that's just the draft, you know. Like if the AFC South is all drafting in the first ten, fifteen picks for five years in a row, then like you know you're gonna, that, you're gonna get some good people. You're, theoretically, yeah, you should. Yeah, that's how it works. So. It's just frustrating. It is frustrating. Overall, I'll give you a recap on the Cowboys. Sloppy play in the first half, coming out very, very slow, right? Inconsistent. We play really good in the second half. Now, if we can just play like that for two for the full game, I think we're in good shape. Cut out the sloppy mistakes, I think we're good. I think a coaching change needs to be made, hopefully sooner rather than later, but I expect one to be – I hope one is – a change is made at the end of the season – uh, caught the injury bug, should be able to come back from that. We should have both tackles back this week. Uh, Cooper and Cobb are both considered day-to-day at this point, so we'll see. Um, and feed Zeke, man. Feed Zeke. The Cowboys are 1-9 and nine when he rushes Please, for 75 bro. yards or less. They are not. They're just Do you know that? 1-9. and 1-9 when Zeke runs for 75 yards or less. If he runs for more than that, the Cowboys, I believe, are – I don't know the numbers, but like twenty and five. So feed feed Whoa. Zeke and feed him early. We aren't built for, you know, the the Cowboys definitely aren't built as a team to come back from games. They're built to take a small lead, run downhill, feed Zeke, score a field goal. I gotta stop you. In. What? I gotta stop you. What's up? Trade just went through. Really. Former Jaguars cornerback Jalen Ramsey is being traded to L.A. Rams for two first-round picks in 2020 and 2021 at a fourth-round pick in 2021. He just got traded to the Rams? Just now. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, right, well, give, give, right us your inst- we give, us, give us your instant reaction then, Lucas. Number one, I don't think he's worth that, but it, I think the Marcus Peters trade makes sense now. Yeah, I agree. Two first round picks in 2020 and 2021. That's a huge price. Yeah, and a two fourth round. round. Pick. So you're getting a first round in 2020, a first round in 2021, and then you're getting a fourth round in 2021. That's also. huge for the Jaguars. That's absolutely huge for them. Yeah, I'm upset. Because they haven't really <laughs> been playing with Ramsey lately, and obviously he wanted out. But if you can get three high picks like that over the next two years, you can completely rebuild your team. That's that is so crazy. huge. Why would the Rams – I don't understand. Look, why would you give up two first-round picks and a fourth, which is a big deal. A fourth is still big, you know. 
for a guy that you have to sign on a contract who wants to be the highest paid cornerback in the league. Yeah, because their defense is struggling significantly and obviously the Rams are having a lot of woes. They're missing their running game with Todd Gurley. He's obviously not the same anymore. Um, but that I think could be coupled in with the fact that their offensive line continues to struggle and has been an issue. So that, that actually brings up a whole new thing. Your offensive line is significantly struggling and you give away two first round picks and a fourth for a corner that you have to pay who can help you now, that means the Rams are going in on this year. They're going all in. But you, Doesn't you that, can't go, isn't that what that means? Okay, you're bringing in a cornerback that's been hurt for like two or three weeks, right? Yeah, he's, he's having he's, back he's issues, hurt. right? Yeah. Okay. Your other starter, Tlaib, is on IR now, I'm pretty sure, right? He is, so you get rid of Marcus Pierce, now you have just you just have Ramsey. And you hope Tlaib comes back to make a playoff run, and then you have two shutdown corners. Plus Aaron Donald. But Clay Matthews is hurt. This this what this tells me. Just off the rip, I haven't done any other research. Off the rip, this tells me that they think they're going to get all their players back for a playoff push, and they're going to try and make a deep run, and that they believe that they can turn it around. Because you you get rid of your you get rid of your we just we were just talking about how important the draft is. Two first round picks is almost unheard of, especially for a for a player like that. That you have to sign. I cannot believe this. They're going all believe- in on Jalen Ramsey. They're, hate, they're gonna. They're, he's their guy. What they want. He can't change them like that. Right. Like you can't you can't argue going from Marcus Peters to Jalen Ramsey. Oh, boom! Super Bowl. Right. I would have I would have said now if Jalen Ramsey went to Philly or Baltimore or something like that where they really have a need for secondary and that's kind of one of their weaker points. And I'm not saying he's not going to make a big impact. A player like Jalen Ramsey is going to make a big impact no matter where he goes. But is he really that much better than Marcus Peters? I think he is better, but it just seems weird to me. He, he's he got a back injury. You have to sign him. He wants to be the number one paid. Well, that's why they got rid of two first-round picks. That's part of it. They can't sign the first-round picks the next two years to anything because they're spending all that money on Jalen. Uh, they're they're betting on their team ex- now for the next three years, the next four or five years. He has to accept the contract, and you're going to have to pay him more than Florida was going to pay him, than Jacksonville was going to pay him because of yeah. the tax. Exactly. I, th- I, I really th- no, if, y'all, if anyone If anyone here hears the people outside, there's a car playing some music, and so... You might hear some thumping. You can really only hear it when you're talking. But um, anyway, at least for right now. So, yeah, that tells me that the, that the Rams believe they can re-sign him, that the Rams are going to say, hey, I know you were having problems with Jacksonville, but we're going to treat you right, and you're going all in on your roster for the next four to five years because you can't really afford to sign anybody else and or trade to get anybody else or draft anybody else. I feel like they overpaid for Jalen Ramsey. That is a big time overpay because you have to pay. You have to pay him. Exactly. They have cap issues. That's why they lost their whole offensive line. Yeah, man. They're going all in on Golf and Ramsey, my friend. Golf, Ramsey, and Aaron Donald. The time keep to leave. Either. Put my phone down. I'm sorry. I had to. I was like, you know, while Jackson's talking, I'm gonna sneak off over onto the Titans Twitter and see what's. Nah, nothing. Nothing. That's going on. 
Wow. Well, yeah, that definitely that definitely makes the Marcus Peters trade make more sense. Breaking news here on the Go for Two podcast, guys. Does it guys. make more sense? It makes more sense why you would trade him away because you want to get another pick and you want to offload cap space for next year, doesn't it? You don't want to pay Peters. You know you're going to have to pay Ramsey. You can't pay both, and you want to keep a keep to leave, I guess. Although I would keep Peters and Ramsey as opposed to to leave and Ramsey. Peters has a lot more upside, and he's a lot younger. Tlaib's been playing for forever. Yes, he's probably more physical than Peters, but Peters is definitely more versatile. In my opinion. I'm not a fan. <clears throat> not well, a fan at all. The, the Jaguars should, de- well, should definitely be I'm able to about that. I'm really be able about to that. rebuild their team in the next couple of years. I mean, what, what are they? They don't have to rebuild. I don't like, like, what is there to rebuild? No, but what I'm saying, they can, they can defense. really, but the importance of the draft, they can really add some solid people. You have two first round picks this year. That's, two first round picks this like year. They can add superstars. Like, they're not just adding solid people. Like, they're going to go draft a quarterback with one of those. Yes, absolutely. And let them sit behind Foles or whoever, Minshew. Yeah. They're, for a year and develop. You're probably going to – who do you think they draft like a top-tier wide receiver? What do they need now? I mean, I'll, they need probably need a corner. Yeah, but they, they can find a corner in the second round. Yeah. Yeah, probably go that'll after – That'll be super interesting to see what they do with that. Quarterback, wide receiver, and then a cornerback. I say the Jaguars won that trade. The Jaguars definitely won that trade. Dude wasn't even playing for them. Y'all let us know in the comments who won that trade. Jaguars or Rams? I'm give, so us your, give us your two cents on the Go For Two podcast. Um, ooh, did you look at the power rankings? I did, and I'm upset. The Cowboys are 11th, and at number 10 is the Buffalo Bills. Bro. Are you kidding me? No one's Buffalo buying into the Bills, Bills right now. Everyone's buying into the Bills, man. They got some mystery magic to make an NFL kicker miss four kicks. <laughs> they're doing something on that sideline, you know, bro. They're deflating the balls or something. They're deflating the balls. So they bring out the cheerleaders to, like, to the edge of the sideline to distract the kicker or something. They're doing something. Got me upset. Um. Yeah, bro. It's insane. So last week we didn't get to talk about it because we didn't the episode. But Washington fired their coach. Yes. Yes, which is part also of the reason I think that 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 uh, people are talking about. Okay, well, if you could fire uh, Gruden, then can you fire Garrett? I mean, someone's already fired a coach midway through the season. Um, I have here the the records of the different uh, Washington coaches. Uh, we can go through just really quickly. Um, th- I think this is a. I heard a point made. I believe it was, it was on other disputed or first take. Might even be get up. But someone made the point, and I'm curious to what you think, that the Redskins' problems aren't necessarily with the coach and coaches that they've had. It is an identity crisis in the throughout the entire organization from the owner down, from the GM down, that they haven't drafted well, that mm-hmm. they um, haven't been making pre-agent plays 
that the signing of their coaches have been very questionable, and that's just kind of across the board they need a revamp. What do you think? My first note, my first little bullet on this is GM has killed the team. Yes. Or not not GM, but the owner. Sorry. Yes. The owner has completely... Because he wants to be all hands-on, right? He yeah. wants He wants to be all up in it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's destroyed the team. It's like we talked about in one of our last episodes, like the seventh one or something. We talked about, actually it's probably eighth. I think it was seven. We talked about why they were being so bad. And like, you were just going in on Gruden. And I was like, you can't, you can't blame him when he has nothing this there. Is a, this is a bigger problem than just Gruden. Right. Like, yeah. is the offensive line good? Not really. Are the no. wide receivers good? Not really. I was like, name someone you know on there. He did, like, you can sit there and it's when Case Keenum had that horrible game, and I'm like, you can sit here and blame the quarterback for every problem, but mm-hmm. he has no one to throw to, no one to hand the ball off to. Yeah. Like, no one protecting name, him. Yeah, we were sitting there and I was like, name some people on that team. Like, name some stars. Like, they don't have any names. They don't have no one you know that you can name really. AP, but he's a shell of himself. Vernon Davis, but he's a shell of himself. Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins. I mean, that's it. I can't name any of the receivers off the top of my head. Yeah. I have to go look it up. Trent Williams, but he's holding out. What are they doing? Free agency. Lineman. They don't want to pay people. They right. either don't want to pay people, so they lose them, mm-hmm. and then they go after people that are washed up. Yeah, people that are past their time. Josh older, Norman, older veterans. Yeah, Albert Hainsworth. They just pay. They pay these players, and then they are not what they used to be before. Yeah, they overpay for a older veteran mm-hmm. right who yeah who, who are just not vernon up to where davis. they once were vernon davis right oh okay so i have the different coaches right now so mm-hmm. the last good coach that with a the last coach with a uh or really like they have had two good coaches but the last coach with a winning record in washington was joe gibbs brought on in 1981 he coached from 81 to 2007 he went 154 and 94, right? 62% win percentage. Okay. He, what about – um, They made the sorry, playoffs 24 they, times. They won sorry, 17 playoff here. games. Do you know uh, – can you just do the coaches under this management? Uh, I'm not sure, but I can, I can go from, from 2008 on. I mean – That they, works. Yeah, from 2008 they had Jim Zorn. Okay. He went 12 and 20. Okay, absolutely awful. They had Mike Shanahan, okay, legendary coach from Denver. Nothing to work with. He goes 24 and 40. Then you have Jay Gruden. You bring him on in 2014, okay, and he has one good year. They make the playoffs, right? Leftovers from the buildup of Shanahan. Since then, 34 and 49, okay, with a 41% win percentage, right? They made the playoffs one time during his, his five year tenure. They've made the playoffs a total of twice. Since 2007, and lost both games. It, this is a this is yeah, exactly this is a huge problem that comes from the GM on. You bring on okay, who do you bring in? Deshaun Jackson. Okay, awesome. You bring in Deshaun Jackson, hot off from Philly, but but who's his quarterback? Nobody. I can't even think of who his quarterback was at that time. I think I think oh, that might have been the RG three year. They they drafted RG three. They had D Jack. Yeah, okay, they great. Him. 
They they ruin good players. Yeah, exactly. So it I mean that's like the last good pair of players they've had. Right? They had Kirk Cousins, but then they didn't want to pay him. They franchised him for two years, let him go to Minnesota. Yeah, and he played good in those years. Honestly, I thought he like, played I thought very he played well. Good. He played well enough for you to give him a contract. For sure. For sure. So it's this is a, a systemic issue that can't be fixed until you fire the GM, you get a brand new coach, you recultivate the culture, and you get the owner to butt out. But I don't know if that's ever going to happen. So the Redskins have one heck of a problem beyond just drafting a good quarterback. Or no, let's drafting. talk about him. Mm-hmm. And then um, I seen that after they fired him, I think it's like the president of operations or whatever, like, yeah, or it might have been the GM. It was it was someone important, right? Mm-hmm. One of the guys up at the close to the tippity top. Yeah, yeah. Right? Comes comes into this press conference and he literally says, "I know everyone says that like our culture's bad, but we actually have a really good culture. We got a strong group of players." Da 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 da. Excuse me. No. Yeah. No, like you got players like Deshaun Jackson's like saying that you do not have a good culture. Yeah, and he's like been gone. A and he's been gone since like 2012. Yeah, like you were not a winning football team. 2013. And so, I just think should have kept Cousins. I don't think Gruden was necessarily like their savior, but I don't think he was the problem. Right, he I wasn't think, the only problem for sure. Yeah, and he knew and it was and over. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this later when we talk about Marcus. But I don't think that he was necessarily the disease. I think he was a symptom. Right. Like, if he had more to work with, he could have done better. If they had done better free agency, if they had drafted better, maybe if he had more input. I don't know how much input that he had. You would assume a head coach has a lot of input on what he wants to build his team around. Right. You would assume. So whether the GM gave him that control or not, I'm not sure. Now, mm-hmm. Jay Gruden, obviously, he did a bad job as well. I know he didn't have a lot to work with, but oh yeah, definitely a problem. I I, just, I think it's hard to it's hard to justify firing someone when you're just going to plug someone else in there. It's going to fail, right? Because I mean, they can't really fix the problem until the end of the season, right? They're probably going to go pick up a college coach with an offensive mind. That's what, that's what everybody seems to be doing these days. That's how it goes, ain't it? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a transition period in the NFL. What's next, Mr. Lucas? So Mr. Cam is ready to start practicing again. Yes. But the he Panthers is. have been rolling. Yeah, he should be. He, I think he's going to be practicing after the bye week. Okay. Yep. They've been rolling so with Kyle Allen. Mm-hmm. They're four on a four streak with him. He's 4-0. and And... Um, so this this raises an interesting question because obviously there's going to be a quarterback controversy in Carolina, right? There's a there's a quarterback controversy you think now. So? Yes. To the fans or to the organization? I think to both. And the only know. reason why is because Kyle Allen's four and zero. I think if Kyle Allen went two and two, okay, you bring Cam back full healthy, but he went he's gone four and zero, and the Panthers have been playing incredibly well. Now part of that's Christian McCaffrey, right? Who I think deserves to be in the MVP conversation, right? Not necessarily win it, but he, his numbers are off the charts right now. He's playing incredibly yep. well. He's durable. He'll, he'll he's starting every game. Yeah, he, he he's part he's part of their success, right? Yeah, their we, we, got, is, we got something to talk about him later. Yeah, he, they've, they've, their you. defense has stepped up. Luke Kuechly's been playing incredibly well. He seems to be kind of back into form. 
right? So it's just not all the, all of the success is not contributed to Kyle Allen, but that's the way the quarterback goes in the NFL. If you're losing, you're, you're going to get blamed. If you're winning, you're going to get all the praise. That's you just go in. The quarterback could throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Lose a and game defense, and gets and pained. The defense, mm-hmm. the defense could like lose the game for you, but the quarterback gets blamed. I hate stuff. Like it, that. it makes no sense, but um, I just people people don't use their brains when they're looking at teams. I don't think. Well, that's why they can come to the Gopher Dude podcast and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. Watch us on YouTube and listen to our thoughts. Leave us a five star rating. You got to have a plug, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I I mean I mean what what do you think? I mean I got this Superman shirt on, okay. For Super Cam, all right? And here's the thing. I don't know if Super Cam's coming back this year. I th- Listen to me. Cam Newton is going to come back and play, I think. I think Cam Newton definitely has a shot to be back on the field as a starting quarterback in that position. I think he's earned that right, doing what he's done for the organization. There's at least going to be a discussion. But I don't know if Super Cam will be back this year. He seems to be having some injury issues, right? And when you have a quarterback, or apparently like Kyle Allen, who has gone four and zero for you, they've gone into the bye week. You can afford to give when you can afford to give your starting quarterback that extra rest time to come back fully healthy. That is a luxury not all teams have. So I will be curious to see how Cam Newton is upon his return because he said he wasn't coming back till he's fully healthy, but now he's getting ready to practice again. So that tells me if he's getting ready to practice again, getting ready to get back on the field, that tells me he's ready to go, right? I would assume so. So we'll see how he is, because obviously in the first two games, he was struggling, right? It doesn't it didn't like it didn't seem like his arm strength was there. His mechanics were a little off. Maybe he was a little hesitant with some with some certain moves and his footwork. So I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. What are your thoughts, Mr. Lucas? Is Super Cam coming back? Um, I don't think Super Cam will ever come back, but I do think Cam's going to come back because at the end of the day, I think Cam Newton is a better quarterback than Kyle Allen. I think you could say that right now, yeah. I think what you need to think about is what were the game plans for the Panthers going into the games with Cam, Mm. and what are the game plans for them now? They're not not going out there and they're saying, Kyle Allen's going to throw for three touchdowns and win us this football game right here now. Right. This is what's going to happen. He's going to manage the game for you. Exactly. And so they're they're building around their game planning for the rest of the team to do better in their own jobs. Their schemes have changed. To make the quarterback not look as bad. They're just playing different. Exactly. Like their game planning completely different. And so I think if you bring Cam in, I think Cam can play the same way, manage but then do an even better job. Because of his dual threat abilities and because of his quarterback prowess that he has right now, right? Mm -hmm. If he can accept that role and the Carolina Panthers keep that scheme of Cam, Kyle, go out there, take care of the ball. Do not turn it over. Don't make mistakes. Don't take risks. We're going to run the ball with Christian McCaffrey. We're going to throw it over the top on the play action to DJ Moore. We're going to bring in Greg Olson and have him in, in, instituted into the offense. We're going to play good defense, and that's how we're going to win football games. 
We don't need you to go out and make a heroic play. We don't need you to be super cam and put us on right. your back and run for 150 yards and throw for 350 for us to win the football game. You know, it's it's time like to play team football. It's time I, to play I team like that. football. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. It's just you are not super cam. Right. Peyton Manning retired. All right. This man ain't in the league anymore. It is not that year. Right. It is time to play as a team. Yeah. And and so when you bring in a, a quarterback like Kyle Allen, who nobody had heard of, what do you think their game plan was? It was, all right, Kyle, we know we're in a weird spot right now. Okay. But just take care of the football. Take what the defense gives you. We're going to put it on the back of Christian McCaffrey, and we're going to play good defense. I, yeah. I like that point that you made. If Cam could come in and accept that role, and he's healthy and can do that, but he also gives you the ability to make plays with his legs. Right. We'll and, a little extra. And no, give you a little extra. extra. And He can probably throw it farther. Yeah, I don't know. His... We'll see. And he could, one play of the game, he could give you positive yardage out of nothing, two plays of the game, and convert two third downs out of nothing for you. Then maybe you're in good shape. I like that. We'll see. But I definitely think there is a discussion that definitely needs to be held when you have a quarterback like Kyle Allen that brings you at 4-0, then you have mm -hmm. Cam Newton who is struggling. Obviously, he had issues with with his health and injuries, right? right. So I definitely think the, the, the organization is going to have a discussion. And I think Cam Newton can afford to take as much time as he really needs because it's not like the Panthers' season is over without him right now. Mm -hmm. I That's don't. Um, I think the only reason Cam doesn't come back, I think if Cam doesn't come back – that is the team sending a message to everyone else and sending a message to Cam that you came back too early. Mm. I think that's the only reason. The only reason he doesn't he doesn't start when he comes back is because he came back and he was like, well, I can't let this guy go 4-0 and and take my spot and lead my team. Because mm -hmm. if he comes back and he's like came back a little early because he's feeling that pressure, I think the coach is sitting. Yeah. Now, now let, 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 here's this hypothetical, okay? Let's assume Cam comes back. Let's assume he comes back a little too early, re-aggravates an injury, or gets, sit by the, gets benched by the coaches because they knew he came back too early. Mm -hmm. Does that create a divide within the team to where Cam seeks options elsewhere at the end of the year? Maybe they seek a trade option for Cam because there's, there's, diff there's all these teams out there that definitely need a quarterback, right? Miami, I think Chicago with Cam, like a healthy Cam, would be crazy, right, instead of Mitch Trubisky. Um, right now, Kirk Cousins is playing very well, so I don't think you really kick out Kirk Cousins. You can't really afford to with his cap space anyway. Um, may, uh, the, the Bills seem to have bought into, Kyle, uh, bought into Josh Allen. But you could think of several teams that could benefit from a healthy Cam as opposed to a Josh Rosen or Ryan Fitzpatrick or a Jameis Winston. You know, maybe even Tennessee so, takes a look at him. I was going to say, so I've been seeing some rumors about us trying to trade for Cam Newton. If we trade for Cam Newton, I will not go to a single game. Really? You're not going to get you a I, Super Cam Titans jersey? Why would I want Cam Newton on the Tennessee Titans? That's a good question. Complete, he is the complete opposite of what the Titans are. This dude cares more about wearing his Gucci hats with his matching Gucci flip-flops than he does about going and winning football games. Okay. So to the care. Okay. So 
then why should the Carolina Panthers want him back? Why not just go with Kyle Allen and develop him? Because that's their guy. They're like just they're too heavily invested been, into him been, now. He's been there for him. And at yeah. the end of the day, the best player is supposed to play, and a healthy Cam is better than Kyle Allen. Is a healthy Cam better than Mariota or Ryan Tannehill? Healthy Mariota, healthy Cam. I like Mariota better because he's younger. More upside later on down the road. Which I mean, that's not going to matter. We ruined him anyways. I know we'll get we'll get into that here in just a little bit, Lucas. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on that. Okay, interesting question, but yeah, I think overall, I think there's going to be a discussion. I think if he comes back healthy and plays like you said, manages the game, doesn't make mistakes, turn the ball over, that he has a chance to bring his team back into the playoffs. Thank Kyle Allen for uh, yeah keeping the keeping the ship alive, and Kyle Allen's going to raise his stock and. If they keep Cam, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody asks about Kyle Allen because I think Jameis Winston's out of a starting job next year. Josh Rosen definitely is. Um, oh, yeah. He's already lost it. Right. I don't – you know, Eli's obviously going to retire, but they have Daniel Jones. I think Phillip Rivers isn't too far from retiring. Probably another two. You know, Pittsburgh has questions at quarterback. Um, the Titans are going to get rid of their quarterbacks. Yeah, did, did the – Bengals move on from Andy Dalton. Uh, I think that's a good question. So there's different. There's there's about five or six different places I think where quarterbacks will definitely be shuffled um, at year's end. Where Cam honestly can start on any one of those teams, and somebody's going to be asking about Garner Minshew, and somebody's going to be asking about uh, Kyle Allen. So um, next up, did you watch the game last night? Did you watch that Monday Night Football game? I, I did not. I was out with I was out with Dad. We were dealing with some stuff over at the house. Mm-hmm. But I I watched. I got to watch kind of the beginning of it. Um, the I, last time I saw the Lions were up ten zero. Um, but I heard a lot. Of, and then but then I heard but then Green Bay comes roaring back, wins by a point, and then I heard there was a lot of penalties, Mister Lucas. Some questionable stuff, right? Some questionable stuff. So, this is the newest penalty ruins a win for a game. Or a win for a team, I mean. Like, just... Whoever wants to, you can go back and you can look at the bad play calls and stuff. You'll probably break your phone or whatever you're using to watch it. It's painful. That stuff like this can happen in the NFL. What, can, can, Where we are reviewing everything. Yeah, like replays on everything. What happened? What was the call? There was like two illegal hands to the face calls where this dude wasn't even up in here. He had him like he was like right here. Around the chest area, yeah. Yeah, there was there was a touchdown that got called and they review all scoring plays and mm-hmm. you can literally see from the pylon cam, there's a picture. Go to Twitter, you will see it. Yeah. You can literally see that dude is down and the ball hasn't crossed the the plane but the they player called it a score even, anyway I, I think i think like the player's head had broke the plane but that was it that was it and they it called was, it a touchdown yeah it was like a yard short like a half a yard short like you could tell wow um so that's just that's just like the two some two big ones there's just some the situations of when they happened you know green bay goes down kicks a game winning field goal 
stupid stuff. Anyways, but this this is throwing, you know, throwing the refs back into the fire mm-hmm. because there's been they you know over the off season they said they were going to focus on holding calls more. There's like a double the amount of holding calls that have been called. This there point is. This season I have to noticed that in every game I've watched. There is um, all these pass interference calls, and like those are getting reviewed and stuff. And like the Texans, so um, Tony Dungy mm-hmm. was saying that he thought the turning point in the Texans Chiefs game, right? Yeah, I was the watching Chiefs that game. are driving down the field. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. The Chiefs yeah, I know are driving the call. down the field. And Travis Kelsey, the the pass interference call that got called on the defender on Travis Kelsey, and yeah. then they picked the flag up and said it was nothing. Yes, so Patrick bro. Mahomes drops back. He sees the flag. Thinks he's, he's got like, a free got, shot. Yes, airs it out. And then they picked the flag up because they called pass interference on the defender that was on Kelsey. The ball yeah. wasn't thrown to Kelsey, so it's technically not pass interference. It's supposed to be holding instead. Yeah, still they it's didn't, a free they, play. They just, yeah, they just said no flag. They said no flag on the play. Picked it up, bro. I'm tell you what. All right, let me let me let me talk about these refs for a second. Well, real quick, I wanna I wanna throw some stats out there. Okay. There's been roughly 1,400 penalties so far this year. Yeah. Um, and they're on pace for about 3,700. Wow. So last year in total there was 3,600. So that's a hundred more penalties. Yeah. Right? And most of those are probably holding penalties. <clears throat> but I think if you look, the penalties now are more game-changing. For sure. And there's they're slowing the games down. They're affecting momentum. Significantly. And I think the refs are focusing on big penalties more than they used to. I think if you I think if you really went deep into the numbers, um the website I used was NFLPenalties.com. They've been keeping up with the penalties since like two thousand nine. Yeah. Uh, I think if you spent some hours and you really went in on them, you would see that, like, there's double the amount of holding calls where last year there might have been more, I don't know, let's say, like, offside calls. Yeah. Maybe they're not seeing that as much Depends now. on what they focus. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, they're focusing on these other penalties, and that's good, but at the same time, it's slowing the game down, and it is really hurting teams. A holding yeah. calls 10 yards. Yeah, Ooh, that's, that's, that's what we called earlier. That's a drive killer, especially on a third that's, down that's holding. All the, that's all the Titans get, bro. Second, all the second and, it makes it a second and long, so that completely changes up your scheme of your playbook, what you could call, slowing the game down significantly. Oh, I, yeah. definitely. The games have been longer, for sure, like at least by like 15 to 20 minutes piece. Yeah, and I think I think it's just I – don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't remember – Two or three years ago, I don't like three years ago. I don't remember crazy stuff like this happening. I don't remember penalties. Just like obviously, it happens. It seems like it's happening almost it, every play. I watch. It's, it's so much more frequent now. I'm watching the Cowboy game, and I, I I I kid you not. I watched, and there was a section where there were six straight plays and six straight flags. Oh, there, there's two penalties to drive. Yeah, hundred percent. It's 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 insane. I'm like, why? Why was with all these flags? It's like. I'm at the point now where I'm watching the game and I see a big play and immediately my eyes go to the bottom of the screen because I'm like, is there a flyer on that? Yes or no? Because I'm expecting one on every single play now. And it's driving me insane. It seems like what these, these refs are doing, I talk about them for a sec, 
they're calling everything because they're like, oh, we can just review it later if it's bad or, you know, if somebody wants to challenge it. Or, at, conversely, some refs are like, I, I will – there will be a no call on a blatant pass interference because they're like, okay, well, if we miss it, you know, some make it as challenges and we'll challenge it and we'll clean it up. Like, they're either too scared to make a call because they know they're going to get – you know, slandered and and jumped on, and then sometimes they're just throwing all the flags because they're like, okay, well, eventually I'm gonna get, I'm gonna make a right call. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's it, it's a little bit of the extremes of both, and it's driving it it it's annoying. I agree with you. It's but annoying. like, and they're changing stuff too. So like, they're being strict on the holding calls, right? They're being more mm-hmm. strict. They're, it's not that they're just like looking for it more; they're also being more strict about it. So. After Taylor Lewan's first game back, Spooktober with the boys. Spooktober with the boys. boys. Look, yo, if you watch this on YouTube, you can see Lucas is right now. Go to YouTube, type in Go for Two Podcast. Look at look at this right now. Lucas has the Spooktober with the boys shirt. That is awesome. I need to get me a Spooktober shirt. If you guys have a hookup with the boys or want to send us something, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Not like we have that reach yet, but yo, that's actually awesome. Spooky. Um, that's right. So, anyways. <clears throat> So, it was his first game back after his suspension, and, like, obviously this is his fault, and, like, he took blame for it, but he got called on a holding call, like, at the very beginning of the game, and he said that he, like, reached in and grabbed the guy right here. Yeah, right here in the chest area. Yeah, and he chest he thought, pad. Yeah. Right, he thought he could do that because his whole career in the NFL, he's been able to do that. Well, they called holding on him for that because they're calling holding on that now. Yeah. And so, so to... it, so yeah. they're just being more strict about it. Yeah, so he has to kind of change up some of that yeah, muscle players memory. Players are having to find different ways to do their stuff, but and that's but I just want to point out that like too. that proves they're being more strict about it. Oh, for sure, and it seems like you know, especially with the the targeting calls and the hitting with the helmet and um, hitting the helmet at all, and and kind of leading with your face mask a little bit. It's like if you hit somebody without like your shoulder, like if you hit them with the helmet at all, they're calling. Uh, roughing, uh, unnecessary roughness on on all of those. Oh, dude, I, I understand. Sure. So people have to learn how to hit different. And I can understand. I can get it. But what do you think? I understand how strict they're being with like quarterbacks. I get mm-hmm. that. But they're literally getting to the point where your shoulder is starting to become part of your head. That's what it looks like when you're yeah. out there watching the game, like. Mm-hmm. Or, they're starting to judge the plays and what happened based on the result. Yeah. Like, player comes in, and it's shoulder to shoulder, but it's a big hit. Yeah. Dude hits his head. When he when he hits the ground, dude bounces his head off, gets a concussion, they're throwing the flag, and you're getting fined. Yeah. It's... And it was a legal hit. Yeah. The, with, the, with the legal hits especially, like, I remember watching games in 2004, 2005, like Brian Dawkins and and Ray Lewis, you know Weapon X and you know uh, Ray Lewis, big boy, and and er, Brian Erlacher, and they would blow you up and mess you up, and you could watch like highlight reels of huge hits from the season, like oh my gosh, this guy got destroyed, and you don't really see a lot of that anymore. You see like you know two or three a season that are legal mm. hits, and it's I understand because it's from a concussion CTE, they you know they obviously want to avoid those brain, that brain trauma, so I get that. But selfish part of me wants to see, okay, fine, but if you're hitting them with your shoulder and it's a legal hit and it's a big hit, like, 
it's football's a violent sport. Let these guys hit each other, you know? Like part of me thinks that. You know, I obviously I don't want anybody to get permanently hurt, but, but I miss, it's part of it. I miss some of the big hits and it's part of it, you know? Like part of it. Being a little too soft sometimes. So is that all yeah, you got man. on the Yeah, that that's all I got on the ref stuff, man. Refs are annoying me. I, I agree with you hundred mm-hmm. percent. So last topic before we get into the fun stuff. The end is always my favorite. Oh, we'll do, we'll yeah, do yeah, 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 yeah. So the Titans benched Mar- Marcus Mariota. Yes, sir. Order of the game. Um, I know you were heartbroken. I don't have his stats here. He was like six for thirteen for like eighty yards and two picks. You know, I've been seeing. Or, like, I saw like on Sports Center, like ESPN News, stuff like that. They just kept showing replays of Mariota. They showed all of his missed throws. They didn't show a single completed pass. They showed all of his, like, wild – like, he had a couple wildly inaccurate throws, you know, and that's like – Oh, yeah, there was some They made it seem there. like that's all he was doing. Mm-hmm. So, like, it started – here's how the game went. We start on offense. Mm-hmm. Play action, fake, screen pass to Derrick Henry. Okay. Hits him, in, hits, hits him in the face again. This is like three games in a row. This man just, just – drop, Drops the ball. Yeah, he, he doesn't know what his arms are doing. You know, he's just doing crazy stuff. Yeah. Right. And then we run on second down. Um, So, it just like I said, it just went downhill from there. Yeah. Right? And there was a play. Henry just did like a little swing. Mm-hmm. And if if this if this is Derrick Henry running, right, like off to, off to Marcus's left, the pass went back here. Oh, like wow. Henry, look, Henry looked like a clown, like trying to turn around to even attempt to get this ball. It was like five yards this other way. Yeah. Um, and that pretty much summed it up. The defense played awesome. The defense played great. Held them to 16 points when we could not do anything on offense. Like absolutely nothing. Um, and I think Marcus just had a bad game. That's obviously not who he is. Right. On a normal basis. Like, it just kind of happened at the worst moment. Yeah. Like, if you – and he just looked – he just looked scared, too. He looked so scared in the pocket. Like, it's like it's like they drilled into his head, like, hey, man, you've got two seconds, and then you need to be doing something with the ball. Yeah, and you it need to get rid like of it. He would, it seemed like he would drop back, and he was like, one, two, and then he was going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, that – you know, when you're – the Titans have allowed 29 sacks. We're leading the NFL. We're on pace to break the record for oh, uh, no. for sacks allowed. And I think that when that is happening and you're not getting any help from your offensive line, right. your run game isn't getting anything going. We had 45 rushing yards last week, I believe, in that area. Ooh. Uh, the Tennessee Titans lead the league in negative rushing plays. Oh, no. Yeah, you can't have that. Derrick Henry has the... I seen a stat said that he had the least amount of time from the time that he gets the ball to the mm-hmm. time that he gets hit. It's like one point eight seconds or something like that. It's like the Dude, average amount of time. Just get it blown up at the line of scrimmage. Literally, like every I watched it and it was like Derrick Henry run six yards, good looking run. Okay, second and four, we'll run the ball again. Yeah, loss of two. Tackled on the backfield. Like then you have a then you have a third and six. Yeah. Yeah, just getting just getting blown up. Um, Roger Saffold. Okay, yeah. 
Let, let me know about Roger Saffold. After the game, talking to the press, this man had the audacity to say, yeah, I know. I know. It seems like we really we're blocking for forever sometimes, but you know, it's my job as a as an offensive lineman. Is I just I need to keep blocking at those times. I just need to keep doing my job. Blocking for forever? Did you hear what I just said? We lead the league in sacks. And at one point eight seconds to contact on your halfback. Exactly. <clears throat> and where do you think we're trying to run the ball the most? To the left, behind Taylor Lewine, Roger Saffold. That would be the logical. Because every time we run to the right, our right guard direction. gets blown up. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. And so, like, I think Marcus, his bad play yesterday was bad Marcus. But I think yeah. that's the only game that's been bad Marcus. And I think you owe it to him and you owe it to yourself as an organization to start him again Sunday. And to play him for the rest of the year, honestly. Yeah. I was, like, I was, he, played, he played so bad. He's not going to play like that again. There's, it's, it's impossible to play that bad. That's the worst game of his career. Yeah, you can't have another one of those, right? And you have to, right, and you have to blame yourselves almost. Mm-hmm. Like, this dude is getting hurt every play, this and is a total, you've been preaching to him that he needs to stay healthy. It is a total offensive side of the ball failure. That's what it is. It's like uh, bad coaching. Yeah. Bad offensive line play. Bad play calling. Derrick Henry whiffed on a, a linebacker blitz, and he was eh quarterback got blown up dude well no wonder he's scared in that dang pocket and so i'm just and it's not just sacks i think we lead the league in hits too in in quarterback hits yeah you know and the offense is so bad right now that our defense is getting no love we're like fourth in sacks number two in the league we're allowing an average of like 16 points a game or 18 or something just something's ridiculous yeah, so you get three scores, you win. On three of the drives of your three of your average 15 drives a game, if you score, you're going to win the game. Yeah. And so, like, everyone that's like, Mariota's bad, and that's why. Did you see Did you see Tannehill? Did you see what, what Tannehill did when he came in? No, how'd he do? All right, so Tannehill came in, we're down 16 nothing. Yeah. All right. Broncos are playing prevent pretty much, okay? Right. Like, they're going to give us these little easy routes. A little dink of dime. <clears throat> okay, so he had a better completion percentage. His QBR was actually 10.2 or something like that. It was 10 point something. Wow. Marcus's was like 12.8. That's terrible. That's <laughs> both, both were so bad. Yeah. But That's really awful. If you watch the game, did we move the ball more? Yeah. I, I watched him throw it to a couple wide open wide receivers. Yeah. I watched him throw a streak to our tight end, Anthony Ferkser, that if Ferkser wouldn't have jumped up and just made the craziest catch of his career, it would have been an interception. He threw a pick in the red zone. So it's not it's not like you have a, a, a much better option. And people are like, Mariota's the reason for the sacks. It's his fault. Marcus got sacked four times. Tannehill, Marcus played two and a half quarters. Tannehill yeah. played a quarter and a half. Mm-hmm. He got sacked three times. Once was on fourth down in the red zone, and then he threw an interception on fourth down in the red zone. Um. So I think I th- I think that right there shows that yeah. 
Marcus had a bad day and he looked horrible. But you can't keep blaming all the sacks on him. And people are like, oh, he doesn't see the field. It's because he's running around for his life. This dude is in the backfield sprinting around. Yeah. Like, so I was going to well, – while we had the technical difficulties, I was like, oh, okay, let me ask you a quick question. And that was, do you think Marcus deserved to be benched during the game? Oh, yeah. He, he didn't leave him a choice. So, like – Yeah. So I've been thinking all year because, obviously, I don't assume that Marcus is going to play that bad. And I'm like, if they do, if they bench him for Tannehill, then it's because they're done with him. And they want to see if Tannehill can do something. Right. Even though Tannehill's been in the league for eight years, we all know what this man is. We in have Miami. hate yeah. on this guy, right? Like, yeah. like they know what he can do. Other teams know what he can do. There's a reason he's a backup. Yeah. But if they're like, Marcus is not our guy, there's no chance he'll ever be our guy. Well, then I can see trying Tannehill, right? That's my initial thought. Right, if you're completely abandoning Marcus. Marcus. But Marcus played so bad and had such an off day. Like, I've never seen him look that bad in four and a half years. Yeah. That I, I felt like they had to do it. And I don't think when they pulled him, I think you could tell that Vrabel didn't want to pull him out of the game. Um, Let me talk about Marcus's interceptions. Coming in, he was, you know, one of the few quarterbacks that didn't have any turnovers. Mm-hmm. He threw uh, – <clears throat> his first interception came with like a minute left in the fourth quarter. And we got three timeouts and we're like, hey, we'll drive down the field. We'll see if we can get something going. Yeah. Okay. So we're forcing the ball down the field. And so he forced the ball interception, right? Yeah. It wasn't one of those where I was like, what the crap was he doing? It was one of those where I like, oh, okay. He threw in a double, triple coverage. and Like, like I can understand. Really right? tried to go like, for the... Yeah, like I'm sitting here and I'm like, Big that was play. the play call, right? Marcus Marcus wasn't like, like you could tell that's where he was going. That was the play design was for him to go to the ball there. And then turn around to his second interception in the third quarter. He gets pressure immediately. Dude grabs on him and he breaks free. Is able to run up in the pocket and he's got Jennings one-on-one down the middle of the field. For yeah. like a forty-yard gain, you know, it's on third down, like third and twelve or something stupid, and he just aired it up to the dude, and instead of coming to the ball, Jennings stopped and waited for a second. Yeah, and the safety, the safety came over his shoulder, just cut him, jumped up, caught the ball, intercepted it. He he gave his but boy a chance, and his boy let him down. Yeah, and then like, obviously he shouldn't be trying to force it like that, but like right. it's the third quarter and we're down. What was it then? Like thirteen zero. Yeah, you haven't been able to move the ball all day. Like we need something to happen. So like I can understand what he was going for, but yeah. so they benched him for. It. That's fine. And I think it's good that we got to see Tannehill play because it wasn't any different. So it kind of letting everybody know, hey, the grass ain't always greener on the other side over here. Right. And so like I, I okay, why? Why should you play Tannehill? Tannehill's going to get you the same results. He didn't score any points. If Tannehill's going to get you the same the same results, then I think for the season you need to look at, and I'm sure that they're trying to do whatever they can to fix the offensive line, but, Jax, it's bad. it is so bad. 
It is so bad. Dude. Like, the reason Mariota's running around like that is because he is getting pressured on every single play. Okay. So I and it's qu- up the middle. Right. No, no, I feel you. So I have a question for you then. It's like, okay, you bench Mariota for Tannehill. Okay, you see what he can do. Obviously, it wasn't much better. It seems to be a total offensive collapse. Does the front office give in to the pressure? Because it's Mariota's contract year. So I have a, I have a kind of a two-part here. Number one, do they re-sign Mariota? And number two, if they do re-sign Mariota, do they draft a quarterback or an offensive lineman first in the draft? Bef- like before so, one another. Right. So, so here's what I think. I think that <clears throat> which, by the way, talking about the draft, Jeffrey Simmons, the defensive tackle that we drafted from Mississippi State that was an animal. He's been hurt all year. I heard he's, he's going back. To play. He's going to get to play. I'm super excited about our defense. Um. Anyways, got me sidetracked there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I think is going to happen is Mark's going to play the rest of the year, and he's not going to play like that. Let's go. Let's go through the games. So first game of the year. Play Cleveland. Smash him in the mouth, baby. There's pressure There's pressure on him, but Marcus plays fine, right? Right. Like, he gets he gets sacked and stuff, of course. But the blood wasn't in the water like it is now. Like, people weren't like, oh, that offensive line is weak. Well, and you knew that Lawan was out, so. Right. And so, and it's the beginning of the year. Marcus ain't scared yet. You know, he's he's got the mindset that he's going to trust his guys. He's still His body's Marcus still feeling good. good. Right. Yeah. Marcus plays good. Second game of the year, we play the Colts. We barely lose at the end. Marcus almost gets us in the scoring range again. Some mental mistakes kind of messed it up. But in the yeah. end, he overcame it, and gave A.J. A- Brown a catchable ball for a game-winning field goal, and he didn't catch the ball. Yeah, and you had a chance to win the game late. And yeah. we missed a field goal on our last drive before that. That would have right. won us the game. Yeah. And so, so that happened, right? Okay. So we lose that game, but you can't just be like, wow, Marcus lost us the game. Like, the whole team, the defense had problems. The offense, we had so many penalties. Like, it was bad. Yeah, drop balls, miss kicks. Yeah. Right. We play our next game, Thursday night football against the Jaguars. On the road, we're, short week. We're instantly down because Dory Jackson fumbles the punt. It's raining. Mariota played average in the first half. Comes out in the second half and tries to make stuff happen. He's completing good balls. There's we, mm-hmm. We're getting stuff down the field. We get down there. We go for it on fourth down. We don't get it. Team shuts down. You know, like, like there's momentum shifts. That's how it goes. That's how the yeah, NFL is. For sure. So we lose that game. Fast forward to the next week. We play the Falcons, correct? Yes. Arguably Marcus's best game of the year. Not arguably. It definitely is. He was not sacked a single time. Threw for three touchdowns in the first half. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this is what Marcus can do with a pocket and everything. Like, this looks awesome. We got some playmakers. We're Everything looks good. Yeah, we're, we're, we're feeling it. We're feeling it. Yeah. Next week comes, we're playing the Buffalo Bills. Yes. We got, we got like, undrafted defensive tackle coming up the middle on Roger Saffold, and it's sacking Marcus. Yeah. We miss four field goals. He gets us our defense, our punter, mostly, and then a little bit of help from Marcus. We get good field position. We can kick four field goals. You win the game if you hit three of them. 
we don't hit our field goal. We lose the game. Can't blame Marcus. All right? Last week comes around, and Marcus just played terrible. You can blame him. Blame the quarterback if you want. Yeah. He deserves some advantage this week. We're 2-4. Yeah. and four. We've played six games. You've lost mm-hmm. four, and Marcus lost you one. you got three other games that you cannot blame on the quarterback. Or at least not solely on the quarterback. Yeah. Right. Did he just pull you up and put the team on his back? No. But I feel like it's hard to do that when you don't have an offensive line. Oh, for sure. Offensive line is the, the most underrated position in the league. It's they don't the, get all the, the love, bro. It's the most important thing. You can't run the ball. You can't pass the ball. You can't. Your wide receivers do don't have a chance to catch it because they don't have time to run their routes. Exactly. Yeah. And that's another thing. I'm kind of concerned about some of the play design we got going on. That seems to have been a big-time problem for Tennessee just in general over the past several years. Yeah, well, we promoted our tight end coach to offensive coordinator because we didn't. We apparently did it for Marcus to keep him in the same system or whatever. Yeah, because he had been in a different system every year. Yeah, I'm not so co- sure how that's. I'm not so sure how that's going. We just kept trying to throw screens. It was like third and two. We line up Deion Lewis out here as a wide receiver. Put him in motion. Where does everyone think the ball is going? Hmm. I wonder. To this halfback that strangely lined up as a wide receiver runs mm-hmm. around back behind Marcus they hike the ball he dumps it off to Dion. loss of like three yards because dude is just blown up because everyone knows what's happening everyone knows where the ball's going yeah it's not even and a little like, design trickery to like okay we, we bring in Dion in motion right fake fake the toss to him or fake the right. little screen handoff and dump it off on a slant on the backside or a short right. hitch like, to me, some smarter is like, okay, you know the corners are going to be, like, they're going to be ready for that. Like, they're going to be expecting the dump off to him. Yeah, for we'll sure. Just have, we had two wide receivers lined up there. Just have one of them run it a quick slant. I didn't mean to just smack my mic there. <laughs> have one run a quick inside slant. Boom. The guys, are, the guys are baiting in super hard. You just cut inside, complete the ball, first down. Yeah, so it gives Mariota a choice there. He can read what that inside corner does. Right, but instead it was just like, like that's a design play. That's not Marcus's fault. People want to be like, I don't know why why he threw it to Deion Lewis right there. Like there are design plays in the NFL. That's how this works. Before every play, the quarterback has in their head where the ball is supposed to be going. Yeah, because you're and, and even the design play for like, all right, we're going for here because we're designing a pick, we're designing a screen, that, that's the way it works. And even then, in, in your normal plays, you have what's called progressions, right? So the quarterback's going to have his first read. It's like, okay, during this play against this coverage, I'm I'm, I'm going here off the off the rip. If that's not open, I'm going to number two. If that's not open, I'm looking at my third or my fourth. If there's nothing there, I check it down or I throw it away, right? If I see a blitz coming, I check it down. I try I throw the hot. Like there's, that's how that's how plays work. Right. So to sum up, I think Marcus is a symptom. I think his play was himself, but I think Marcus is a whole of the year. People that are really hating on him and saying that he's not the guy and stuff. I think that he is a symptom, not the disease. Yeah. Too many other problems to justify benching him for Tannehill for the year. Right. Right. It's not just a a Mariota issue towards like okay if our, if if it's really just Mariota, then you bring in Tannehill, he plays better, and you win yeah. more football games. And so here's here's what I think is going to happen. Okay. All right. Lay it on me. All right. They're going to start Marcus. This is not confirmed or anything. Right. Yeah, for sure. We don't know what's happening. 
Vrabel hasn't we given play, us the intel. We play the Chargers this weekend at home. Ooh. We're going to win. Mark's going to come out. By the way, real quick, this was a point earlier in the show that I was listening oh, to. Oh, hold on. Breaking news. Ian Rappaport just tweeted regarding the Marcus Mariota thing. The, oh, Titans, the Titans are making a quarterback change. Ryan Tannehill has been informed he'll get the start Sunday against the Chargers. Sources tell me and Tom Pelissero, former number two overall pick Marcus Mariota, goes to the bench. Lucas, your reaction? I'm upset. Breaking news. We've had a couple breaking news segments in this pod. I know. That's crazy. Um, I just think it's early. Yeah, I would you think know? so, too. I just, I just think it's you know early. What? But they might be trying to make a point to him. I think they're using him as a scapegoat. I think they're definitely using him as a scapegoat. I think they're saying... Trying to, trying to cover up, like, hey, we got to cover up the offensive line and stuff, you know, like... Like, oh, it's Marcus's fault that the offensive line did a duh. Like, yeah, and that tells me they don't believe in Marcus long term. They're not going to sign him long term. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Oh yeah, definitely. Based based no. off that move, I, I was just about to say something like completely different. I was about to be like, we're going to play the Chargers. We're going to win. He's like, going to start. Marcus he's going to play well. Yeah. Marcus plays great against um, these good quarterbacks. Like the last time we played Drew B, Drew Brees, he won. He beat Tom Brady the last time he played. Him. He beat Russell Wilson the last time he played him. Like. Beat Carson Wentz last he year. He beats these big time quarterbacks, right? And so, like, I was like, we're going to win. Then we're going to play Tampa Bay, and he's going to beat Jameis Winston. Then yeah. we're going to go to Carolina. We're going to win that game. Then we're going to play Kansas City, and Patrick Mahomes is going to have a hurt ankle. So, boom, we're going to pop off like four games in a row before the bye week. Um, but now I'm losing faith. So, <sighs> we'll see what happens. Now. Since they did that, um, like you said, I think that's definitely them saying that they don't think Marcus is the guy, and they want to play Tannehill um, not because they think he is the guy, but because they think he gives them a better chance to win. Yeah, and that they draft and that quarterback. they will move on from both quarterbacks next year. Yeah, Tannehill. One of them will stay as a. You know, Marcus is going to move on. You still have Tannehill probably on a deal. You keep him as a. You give him a shot to win the quarterback job. Oh, he was on a one year. Okay, so then, year. yeah, you're you're either going to re-sign him as a potential backup, or if he plays well through the rest of the year, you re-sign him for a one to two year deal. You either have him as a backup, or depending on what you want to do with your rookie quarterback, you draft a quarterback and you let Tannehill and this rookie compete for the job. Mm-hmm. That's what that tells um, me. But that sucks. I'm super upset about that. I think. I yeah. think any problem that Marcus has is because of the Titans. Like, like you don't just fall off like that. Like, a young player like that doesn't just fall off when he's not hurt or anything. Like, dude's fine. Yeah. He, he's going to get um, a job somewhere, though. I really – I think so. I think he, I think Tampa – Because I think Tampa moves on from Jameis Winston, and I definitely think Miami is having – they're having issues top to bottom, right? So, one of those two teams for sure. I'm sh- you know, Pittsburgh maybe. Um kind of depends on what happens with Cam as well and that whole Kyle Allen situation. What happens with Nick Foles and Gardner Minshew, depending on where they want to go. Um, right, and he's, he's definitely a backup quarterback at least. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. But I don't think – I think any problem Marcus has is a problem that the Titans have – like like we've ruined him when we're so good yeah. at that. The reason I don't like this is because this is – you're saying we're going to go draft a quarterback or whatever, right? I would assume – 
No, like I'm saying that's what the team that's what the team yeah. is saying. Unless like miraculously Tannehill's we give a god Mariota and they... another yeah. shot. Or right. Yeah. I don't I don't think there's any chance of Tannehill being our quarterback. I think it scares me because look at look at what we did before. Vince Young didn't hit on him. Jake Locker didn't hit on him. Yeah. And apparently Mariota didn't hit on him. I think we did, but it's whatever. I think Tannehill's going to go out there and play bad. Not because Tannehill is necessarily a bad quarterback, but just because he doesn't have the stuff to succeed. And you know what the excuse is going to be? He's just getting the first re- the first set of reps with the ones. He's getting into the system. They just signed him. That's what the excuse is going to be. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it and is. It, and, yeah. And people aren't going to blame him. Then no. people are going to start blame, blaming the offensive line. So the next and step. The system. Yeah. Now that we're firing the quarterback, uh, the next step is going to be firing a coach. Hope they keep Vrabe, though. We're going to fire the offensive line coach. Brave's been making me mad lately. I don't think he ever. Uh, I don't think he ever liked Marcus. You know, oh, he didn't okay. draft the guy, obviously. Yeah. And I, if you watch all year, I don't think Marcus has ever felt really comfortable in the pocket, given that there was one. Right. Um, and I think it's because they're limiting him. I think the play calling doesn't necessarily suit him all the time. Like this sure. isn't the system that he made the Pro Bowl in. And if Marcus, if this is the end of Marcus' career with the Titans, uh, I think it is solely on the organization. I do not think it is a Marcus problem. I think it is a Tennessee Titans problem. Yeah, that's fair. Super upset. That's fair. Yeah, I, I could, I could tell you're hurting a little bit over there, but that's, um, yeah, I, I, that, that, that definitely stinks to see. Um, I'm so, not going to the game Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so Albert Breer. Uh, it's he's a senior NFL reporter uh, for NBC Boston, and he he has just tweeted out as well. But it's about an hour ago. Uh, we're just looking at it on the pod here. Assuming they don't uh, trade back in, the Jalen Ramsey deal means that the Rams will go five years from 2017 to 2021 without a first round pick. 2017, they sent it to Tennessee for Jared Goff. 2018 to New England for Brandon Cooks. 2019 to Atlanta and to trade down, and then 2020 and 2021 to Jacksonville for Jalen Ramsey. That's terrible. Five straight years without a first-round pick. That's terrible. Real quick thing, this really breaks my heart that we're moving on from Mariota like this. Me like, too, I watched man. The dude, I watched the dude in college for three years. Yeah. I thought he was Loved a good him with the Titans. My... I mean, my personal best memories as a Titans fan all came from Marcus. Yeah. Like, dude stiff-armed. It might have been Jalen Ramsey. Dude stiff-armed a Jaguars player to win the game for us. Yeah. Like, put the dude in the dirt. And then turned around and a week later threw a touchdown to himself. Yeah, like what? huge comeback against the Chiefs. And what do we do? We fire the coach. Because we want to go good to great. And apparently the quarterback got worse. Well you keep we well, keep changing the system on a quarterback. It's 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 not it's not good. It's not healthy. It's I don't I you think find a system that works and you keep going, right? Mm-hmm. I think they've messed with like his fundamentals and everything. I, I I just think they've screwed him up. 
That's anyway, that's, that's all from that. I'm super upset. I know. We're going to move on from the depression pod. Man, uh, we're, we're, we're finishing last in the AFC South. I think now, Wait, yeah. Second. Let me recount. I got the schedule right here. Okay. All right, so what are we? We're two and four right now? Two and four currently. All right. Uh, loss, 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 loss. Nick Foles is going to be back by week 12, right? Should be, yeah. And then they have Loss. a conversation in, Jack- in Jacksonville. We might not win a game the rest of the year. Are you serious? I mean, we play the Chargers next. Then we play Tampa Bay. Should have won that game. Man, I'd like uh, to see that Tampa Bay game. Mariota versus Winston. So One versus two. The locker room loves Mariota, though. Yeah. And, and so I have a problem with that. I feel like this is a mistake. Like you split you're splitting the lock in, the locker room right now. Or what the boy is gonna say. The boy's upset. You you know the boy's upset. Delaney sure. Walker Delaney Walker and Kevin Byard both seemed upset today yeah. during the press conference stuff. Just like that it was even a thing. AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. AJ Brown. Some trainers reported this to the media apparently. Um Hugged Marcus after the game when, like, there wasn't really anyone else there. He, like, pulled him off to the side, hugged yeah. him, and A.J. Brown was crying. He he knew. And so the uh, the media asked him about it mm-hmm. the next day, yesterday, and he told him that uh, he felt like he had failed the guy. He'd, he'd let his quarterback down and that he wanted nothing but the best for Mariota, but he failed him. Oh. That's some heavy stuff right there, man. That's what I'm saying. That's Anyways, some heavy we got, stuff. We got Chargers. Let's say we win the Tampa Bay game. All right, so we, we win that game. Then we play Carolina. I don't I don't really see a path to victory. I mean, that, that's going to be a rough right. game. Okay. All right, then we play Kansas City. Loss. Loss. Then we play Jacksonville with Nick Foles. Loss. Maybe. Then we play win. the Colts. No, 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 no. We ain't going to win that with Brian Tannehill, the offensive line, the way it is. Okay. Colts. I, I I don't know, man. I'm, it, I don't I don't think we I think it's going to be more competitive than what you think. I would hope. I don't so. think he can get away as much as Mariota. That's true. That's very true. Anyways, then we play the Colts away. You know what? Let's let's say we win the Jacksonville game. All right. So then all I right. mean, we got two wins. All right. We play the Colts in Indianapolis. We'll lose that. Yeah, that's a rough game. Then we go to Oakland. I don't know, Oakland's man. Oakland's going to beat us. Oakland's playing good. Oakland is playing pretty good. Josh okay. Jacobs, Derek Carr. Then we play Houston, New Orleans, and then Houston again. Oh, with the way Deshaun Watson's playing right now, man. He's playing and out so of his like, mind. He's the MVP candidate right now. The problem that I have with it, he ain't an MVP candidate. He had two games where he threw for 150 yards this year. He's play, He just went and beat Patrick Mahomes. Are we going to have a whole separate topic here? Deshaun Watson is an MVP candidate right now. I'm not saying he he, he is in the lead. I'm saying he is in the discussion for MVP. No, he's he, not. He had two games where he had a th- he threw for 150 yards. Okay, and this guy is a winner, right? He threw the team on his games. back. He lost those games. <laughs> but he but he won. Like, Actually, he, I think I think last, they won one of those. Last week he threw for – or this past week, I think it was 300-something. But the week before the week it was before, like 470. Like yeah, yeah, on the Falcons. With five five touchdowns and no picks, yeah, he's lately he's playing out of his mind. Deshaun Watson's playing good. Anyways, I'm agreeing with you. Okay, you're gonna lose so, the game. So, all right, so like like we did this, 
And like, let's say we do beat Oakland. That's three more wins. All okay. Right? So we're gonna go. We're gonna win five games. Five and eleven. The problem with benching Marcus is that number one, I think it hurts your locker room. Giving up on the season. You're giving up on the season. You're exactly. playing. You're playing for next year. And by benching Marcus, Marcus brings something to the team that I don't think Tannehill can bring. Yeah. And that is that. Like Marcus can go out and the tr- it's like the troops can rally around him. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, off the Titan stuff, we talked about that way too long. We really did. We really spent like the past like forty five minutes on it. Forty five minutes. I don't know if it was forty five minutes or not. It just kind of felt like it. What's next? Yeah, it kind of it might have been like forty five minutes. <laughs> it's something right like that, bro. Because we had a couple of breaking news reports in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so take it or leave it, Jackson. Oh yes, this is the All brand right. new the brand new uh segment. Let's get it. Yeah, so everyone, um the idea for this is to be like a quick two minute deal. Um I'm just gonna pop something off to Jackson. He's gonna tell me what he thinks about it, I'm gonna tell him what I think about it. We're not gonna linger on it, we're just gonna like boom, instant boom, reaction. Okay. Alright. So you just say take it or you say leave it and then you talk about it, right? Okay. Forty right. ers are a real Super Bowl contender. Take it. I think I, th- I think Joey Bosa and I think their defense uh, right now they're ranked uh, third I think in the NFL at the moment. Richard Sherman's mm-hmm. playing out of his mind. Joey Bosa is playing incredibly well. The Italian salinger Jimmy Garoppolo, while he is healthy, has shown exactly what Bill Belichick and that new uh, coach Kyle Shanahan can do. Um, I'm buying in right now with San Francisco as a playoff team for sure. Contender. Um, I think they're a playoff team, but a Super Bowl contender. I'm not sure. I'm going to leave it for right now just because their rushing game has been insane. And what happens when? You know, maybe some people learn to take that away. Yeah, um, fair, fair point. Up next, Teddy Bridgewater will be a starter in the NFL next year. Take it, absolutely. He is. Taking he has. It. He has bolstered his resume completely. Sean Payton and and, and development that they have with uh, New Orleans and Teddy Bridgewater, they haven't missed a single beat. Uh, him with the Saints. If the Saints don't convince him to sign a multi-year deal to be there ne- the next coming when Breeze is officially done. The Saints are going to miss out on a big-time talent. And Bridgewater, with the way that the quarterback situation is right now around the NFL, he's getting a starting job, and he's getting, he is securing the bag next year. Absolutely take that to the bank. Um, I'm going to leave it. Really? I'm, I'm leaving really? it because my problem with it is that there's a lot of good quarterbacks coming out in the draft next year. So none I'm of which to see. None of which go 4-0. Without Breeze, with the Saints, with Sean Payton, with that defense, okay, with so, Alvin Kamara, with so Michael saying, Thomas, you're saying we could plug anybody into that system, and they're going to go four and zero. He wins. He's Marcus is four and zero. Ryan Tannehill's four and zero. Oh, Ryan Tannehill definitely is not four and zero. Bridgewater has made several plays and several checks, and he has better IQ than Ryan Tannehill. Sean Absolutely, great yes, coach. He's, he's definitely right. he's definitely a starter. Oh, Next yeah. up, this is a favorite of mine. Um, Christian McCaffrey will win the MVP. Ooh, right now I think I gotta leave it. I think he's definitely a candidate, and I think well, he deserves. Well, what to if be... the season ended today? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, season if it ended, ended today. today. Ooh, he. I think he would. I think he would be it today. Mm-hmm. I really do, because I think Listen Mahomes has kind of struggled. You know, Watson. He's in the conversation, but I don't think he passes McCaffrey. Right now. He has put the Panthers team on his back. Go ahead. Uh, I'm taking it because. McCaffrey is on pace for around 3,000 total yards and over 20 touchdowns. That's insane. That is crazy. We'll see if he can keep it up. Um, what a talent. So my, my other take it or leave it 
is uh because i thought we'd get this done before they came out of the announcement yeah. is mariota is no longer the titans quarterback uh. obviously it's not <laughs> yeah obviously it's not <laughs> um so last one kirk cousins will be good enough to get the vikings to the playoffs this year mm. well they're not winning the a they're not winning the nfc north because my packers are taking that uh so they would have to be a wild card team right now i think they could potentially be uh i'm gonna leave it right now because i think there's a lot of good nfc teams out there um mm. we'll see if he can continue this offensive success later on down down the road we'll see right, i'm gonna leave it i'm gonna leave it right now too but he has been playing a lot better really has past two weeks crazy that is it for take it or leave it i like that right. section i like that I segment like, that was I fun like, i like going fast all right yeah yeah speed it um, up so time for the recap right Okay. Right. I'm, I'm not going to recap the games from last week that we didn't get to recap. I will recap the games that we picked. Okay. Uh, we did Oklahoma at Texas. Oklahoma won that. We did Florida at LSU. LSU pulled it out. Yeah. Uh, we did the Texans at the Chiefs. The Texans won. The Cowboys at the Jets. Jets won. Unfortunately. Uh, Titans at the Broncos. The Broncos won. 49ers at the Rams. The 49ers won. They did. And uh, Lions at the Packers. The Packers won. Yeah. Real quick, one more thing on Mariota. I think his confidence is completely crushed, and that's oh, absolutely. The, only, the only thing in my head that I can think of for them to even justify why they did this is because dude just has no confidence. And, He's just uh, done. Yeah. All right, so college games for the week. We got number 16, Michigan, traveling to number 7, Penn State. Ooh. I'm going to take Penn State in that one. I'm, I'm going to take the home team there. Um I'm not going to lie and pretend like I know a lot about college football, but uh, higher-ranked team, home team, usually spell, usually does well. I'm going to take Penn State. Yo, my guy. What's up? It is it is actually raining. I got my window down. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, because it's been like 64 degrees today, so it feels so good. Yes, bro. I mean, <laughs> it was like 90 today in, 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 uh, in Fort Worth, so that was great. Well, look, my, my, the lights in my fan just breathe heat, man. It's like a little heater. You've been telling me about so, that. That's rough. Um, Who's your pick? Who'd you pick? I picked Penn State. All right, because I, I need to put you down. Uh, I'm going to pick Michigan. Oh, okay. Is that just because you want to pick against me, or do you really think Michigan's going to win? Uh, I don't think Penn State's played anyone. I think seven's a little shallow for them. Yeah, okay. I can feel that. I'm just going to say um, home team. Number 12, Oregon, is traveling to number 25, Washington. I will say, when I watched Marcus with Oregon, mm -hmm. so I, the year before Marcus, I was an Oregon fan. Uh, for, the uniforms are sick. While. Yeah. So, like, um, the year before Marcus and then the years with Marcus, I watched Oregon. Once Marcus left, I was like, I don't care about this team. I just care about Marcus. And then he's with the Titans, so woo! Yeah. Woo! <sighs> Not anymore. Um. Man, you really are upset. <laughs> I will say that I feel like Washington is one of those teams that like always set like upset them when they were going on. Um, but I'm going to pick Oregon. Same quack quack. I'm going with Oregon too. Sweet. I'm gonna go with the Ducks. All right. I got. Ooh, by the way, I think their quarterback right. is pro ready right now, and he'll be drafted pretty high. Hey, we we might. You know what? <laughs> Keep on going with the Oregon Trail. Look, 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 this is the this is Tennessee's options, right? Let's say we go all in on drafting a quarterback. We can get the Hawaiian half uh, quarterback that's had a lot of injury problems in Tua. You know, Tua. We got we've had that Marcus Hawaiian injury problems. Jalen Hurts. Um, or we can go. We ain't gonna get Jalen Hurts. Or we can go to the Oregon guy and get the Oregon guy, which we've had that 
we know how that's that's apparently worked for us. So I say go Oregon. Um, so we're not doing Thursday night football or Monday night football. The Monday night game is like the Patriots and Jets. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. And the Thursday night game is like the Chiefs and someone else that I didn't think was good enough. Okay, fair enough. So who who are our games this week? Uh, so we got the Texans at the Colts. Ooh, that's gonna be a good game. Big game. It's a huge game for the AFC South that I no longer care about. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking Deshaun. I'm taking Deshaun Watson. I'm taking the Texans. All right, uh, I am going with the Colts because I believe in that coach. He's a good coach. Uh, Ravens at the Seahawks. I'm taking Seattle. Seattle at home. That's a very rough place to play in. Russell Wilson uh, been playing am, out of his mind. I am also taking the Seahawks. Uh, Saints at the Bears. Mm. Bridgewater's still playing this game, yeah? I think so, because Breeze ain't back yet. Yeah, well, they put him on IR, so he can't come back oh, for a minute. Oh, well, his, he's going to play his, his toughest defense that he's played yet. Uh, but I think that Trubisky's still out. I'm going to go New Orleans. I'm going to go Sean Payton. Yeah, I'm also going New Orleans. Trubisky's out. He's been out. Man, I didn't even know this. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> yo, we missed one week at the pod, and Lucas is losing it. That's it. I'm losing it, bro. All right, uh, Chargers are going to the Titans Sunday. It's I'm like sorry, bro. Game. I, oh, I'm p- I'm picking Chargers. I'm picking the Chargers, bro. When you told me. Did you see me flip over and start writing stuff down? Yes, I did. Yes, I, 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 I changed my pick instantly because I, yeah, I picked my games before so I don't have to write them down. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking L.A. for sure. Oh, yeah, 100% taking L.A. Um, I, I think hope I get some picks right this week. Jesus. I think they're miserable. Uh, Eagles at the Cowboys. All right. I know exactly who you're going to pick. I'm going to tell you what, though. My boys are going to come roaring back. We're going to get a fire. Prescott's going to go on go on a tear, okay? Zeke's going to get 150 yards for sure, okay? We are going to mess up the Eagles, my friend. They're coming back to town. Last year, we beat them twice. We're going to continue the streak. Come on, Cowboys. I need something to cheer for. The past three Sundays have been actually depressing. I'm putting my faith in you. Come on. Fly, Eagles, fly. I knew that's what you were going to say. Yo, if you guys have YouTube, I can just see Lucas right now. He's doing the whole Eagle thing. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> Flapping the wings. Um, oh, my God. I want. I just I just have no faith in the Cowboys right now for losing to the Jets. Like, there's something going on. There really is. I don't is. know what needs to be changed. Like, really like, I can look at the Titans, and I know, like, you need an offensive line, and then mm-hmm. you would be better. The team, you would have a, a chance of winning games, but you do not stand a chance of winning games with the line that you have right now. And I look at the Cowboys, and I'm like, I don't know what your problem is. Yo, give give us Sean Payton. We're going to back-to-back Super Bowls. Tony, right now. With the roster we have right now, give us Sean Payton, and we're going to back-to-back Super Bowls. That's right. I hope y'all Book can it. hear this rain. You know what? If, if if there's a if there's a space in here where we're not talking and you just hear some rain, all right, you need to take it, you need to clip it, put it on a loop, fall asleep to it tonight. Beautiful. It's magical sounding. Beautiful sound. Absolutely. You will you will sleep like a baby. Lucas, that's a that's our pod, man. I missed it. Yo, this was crazy. We had some breaking news on the pod. We had a couple breaking news things. We did yo real quick another uh, another take it or leave it that I had for last week. Oh yeah yeah. Uh, Minshew mania will keep Foles on the bench. No, leave it. Foles <laughs> Foles is a super Foles is a Super Bowl MVP. Minshew just has a mustache. I'm, yeah, I thought I'm sick I thought of Minshew, bro. That. Oh, I do. That is 
That is definitely that's all that's all she wrote, boys. Um That's it. You guys know the deal. Alright. You know you know the dealio. Which by the way, real quick, I was about to say something about comments. We need to shout out Jackson's boy. Yo, yo, right. the the boy's coming through, Mr. Mr. Casey Crawford. Thank you, Casey, for leaving a Okay, Casey, listen, bro. I know you're listening to this comment, right now. Right? He left a comment. We love What? I know what you're about to, you're about to say something. All right. Yes. All right. I just thank you. <laughs> thank you. I've been asking for comments for like four episodes now. I ain't got nothing until finally K- I get one, and then we didn't even get to do the podcast. Casey right? showed up right? big. You know, here, here's. Here, I'll tell you what. Since Casey showed up big, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out his team. Okay. Uh, South Lake Carroll High School. The Dragons. They've been playing incredibly well. They're going for their ninth state championship title uh, in December this year. He's getting tickets. I told him. I said, if the if the if the Dragons get there, I might just have to go with you. So we'll see. So shout out to the Dragons. Shout out to Casey. Thanks so much for leaving the comments. Like, comment, subscribe, follow us, download us, leave a five star review. We're on everywhere where podcasts can be heard. I don't care what. I don't care. Leave us a review. All right, I just want some interaction. You don't have to give me a five star. You can give me four and a half. That's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Um, uh, let me think of anything. We're on uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all of that. Uh, real quick before we end the show, last little thing, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, shout out to and uh, the the boys in the community definitely lost a, a big time member. Matt Neely died unexpectedly. Uh, so everybody, if you listen to the podcast, pop a drink, pop a cold one, pop a seltzer, uh, drink one out for the boy. Uh, definitely will be missed on the boys podcast for sure. Yes. Yes. Um, and on that note, Titans owner, Amy Adamstrong even said something about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was a, he was a big deal with like with the Titans Twitter. He did a lot of the editing process and stuff for busting with the boys. Yeah. Um, dude was a super fan, loved his stuff on Twitter and everything. And he was a huge Marcus Mariota fan. Yeah. I don't know why you did this, Titans. Why why you got to do this to the boy? I, I don't right? know, man. I, I don't know what's going on. I, I, I want everyone to know that he would be fighting. All right? He really would. All right, he, he'd be at the stadium right now, shotgunning I, a seltzer. I've, I've seen him on my timeline. Okay? This dude really would be. <laughs> awesome guy. Um. Also, they, um, Hang, Hang Ten, H-A-N-G-T-N, yeah. Uh, yeah. website I got this shirt from. They're selling a Matt Neely shirt. Uh, he had a custom jersey that said, like, Neely, and then his number was always 69. Dude was awesome. So it says that on the back, and then right here it says, for the boys. Okay? Um, for the you boys. You should definitely go buy one of those shirts. Those shirts are awesome. Uh, all the proceeds are going to his family. Yes. Help them pay for everything and all the problems and all that. Um, and I think they've made, like, $20,000, something ridiculous. It's awesome. Uh, it's super cool that the Titans Twitter and fan base was able to put some stuff aside uh with how we're split over the quarterbacks to like kind of regroup for that um but of course what happened today is going to take some away from that but i don't think it should so All right for sure for sure shout out to the boy lucas that's episode 10 man that's crazy i love what we're doing deuces. i love it man deuces gooses <laughs>